Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where the Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who've had enough of this shit. Chris and the Riz. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast. This is episode 483. Detroit Lions 2023 training camp is here right now. And, uh... First week is in the bags, in the books, in the books and in the bags, in the book bag, whatever you got. Uh, it's it's there. We're here to talk about it. Riz has been there. If you've missed his shorts all week on YouTube, we'll talk about a little bit of that. He's been reporting tons of stuff every day. Great, great stuff, Riz. Thank you for that. Uh, this is official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. With me is my good friend and YouTube host superstar, Jeff the Riz Risden. And I would expect everyone to do hosts very shortly, at least one group. How you doing, man? Having a good week? <laughs> It is great to be with you, Chris. It's good to be live. It's good to be, uh, I'm actually at home tonight, and I'm kind of happy about that because I've been here for one night in the last nine. So it's good. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. This is, it's a tough time. A lot of traveling around, getting to camp every day, and coming across the state is tough for you, I know, but you do it. And uh, those shorts have been awesome. The coverage, I mean, we'll talk about the injury. Um, it, well, that you were like, we were like the first with that out there. It was really, really something. And not that that's something you're like really excited about, but just the immediacy is, is really nice. Also guys, um, it depends how things go. I'm flying to Detroit tomorrow. We will, uh, likely have gray up tomorrow with a report as well. Great video from him. Um, just, just keep, keep tuned to the channel. There's a lot of great stuff coming your way out of it. All right. Today we're going to talk about, we got our warm ups, that new little segment we do to kick things off. Let everyone gather, get cozy up, get by the fire. Uh, we've got to talk about fantasy football because it's here. CJ, GJ, every day. Camp winners, camp losers, injury demon, Aaron's answers. What does a rep mean? And we got a lot of other little sneaky treats in here, too. A whole lot more. We got a great show lined up. Rizzy Riz. What do you think, my man? You ready to go? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. <laughs> I love this question, and I'm, I, I, oh, it's not to pick on the person. The question itself is so great. Hey, Chris, what does Riz think of JMO's dropped balls? <laughs> it's about time. Uh, anyway. 
I didn't mean that, JMO. It's not for you. It's just a good joke. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about JMO a little bit. Um, we'll get to that. In a didn't know bit. he had cryptorchidism. <laughs> I heard dark in there. Look that one up, kids. <laughs> dork is part of orchid. Uh, all right. Steve Nicosia. <laughs> thank you, sir, for the subscription. Appreciate you subscribing. Please hit the like and subscribe, just like Mike Hodges said in the chat. Uh, give us that like. Give us a subscribe. Other people can find us. Um, it helps us out. It's this time of year where we want to really get that pumped up and show ourselves to other people because people tend to like us. Don't let people like you, Riz. So they, do they, that, they please. Sure do. Uh, if you thank really, you, Mike I, I gotta give a quick little, like. I'll give I'll give Mike a little love. Mike has been a supporter of mine for a very long time, predating this podcast, and I appreciate your support, buddy. It's been it's always good to catch up with you and. Uh, to hear your feedback. It's great. Even I when just, even when you have to give me a little crap, it's good. I need I, that sometimes. I just is rocking and Brandon Kerr is Fred Flintstone. Uh, <laughs> Brandon knows what I'm talking about. Brandon uh, and I go way back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to talk guy. about the training camp party really quick, guys. Um, August 5th, this Saturday, tickets are on sale right now. Party.DetroitLionsPodcast.com, Uptown Grill in Commerce Township. It is an absolute fantastic time. Training camp by day, uh, party at night. Come on out. Dan Miller, the golden voice of the Detroit Lions, will be there. Uh, we've got a lot of really good stuff to talk about. Your man, Ash, the angriest Canadian on the face of the earth, will also be joining us there. Um, we may. We're still working. May have a special surprise. Someone that you guys very much like. I know that. Um, so please, please join us. Uh, get your tickets. Tickets are, are, are just the price of dinner and the room. There's no extra uh, juice on those things. Uh, there's door prizes and stuff he can win as well. Um, but it's just it, it's literally our appreciation event. We get together, hang out, drink beer, do the thing. Part DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Let's see you up in Commerce Township on Saturday night, August 5th. There's no Lions the next day, so you can sleep in and get your get your your, your, uh, your rest. You need to sleep like Riz needs uh, to get that Riz back. Uh, lastly, last announcement. Fantasy football is up. Please join. Have fun. This That's our big fundraiser every year. Um, big prizes. Top four out of uh, every league, which is each league is 12 people, wins a prize. Uh, it's, and it's really good stuff. Um, that those shirts are going to be on on order for those who want to win one of those as well. Those it's really good stuff. Fantasy.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Fantasy.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Get in the league and have some fun. Good times. All right, Riz, I had to get through all that. Thanks for uh, bearing with. Are you ready to do uh, a little bit of talk about uh, some Lions football? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> We're going to start with our warm-ups, our little section here for folks. Uh, we're first going to talk about Chris Spielman, Spielman's goal. Now, this may stun you. Uh, Chris Spielman is now in his second run with the Lions, and he's got one goal, and that's to make sure that the divots are fixed on that practice field. If you've seen him out there, he's out there with the bucket. He's doing he's, his work. <laughs> he's putting in the time. He's the guy he's at the like back of the parade with the mustache. He's about it, too, like. He's the guy he's with the like more diligent the about it than the, the actual <laughs> guy. It's crazy. Yeah. Like he's out there. He's like making sure that like he, he actually got down on his knees one time and made sure that the divot was done right. Yeah. Like it, yeah. It's not just like some guy, you know, like like when you're playing on a cheap golf course and you, you drop a ball down and, and roll it towards the pin, hopefully, and it leaves a big mark. And he's like, oh, I'll just step on this to like make it look like it's flat. He's actually down there, like with the tools, like digging it up and making sure that it's perfectly flat. So if you have to putt yeah. over, it's going to be great. Like yeah. he's he, he takes it very seriously. It was very off putting. 
He's been he's been spreading his magical wonder seed all over the place. I wouldn't expect I would expect a bunch of new baby lions in nine months. Uh, No. So he's he's doing his (laughs) he's doing his thing. Good stuff. But that's not what his one goal was. It really wasn't fixing divots. He, he, you know, golf season's over for the for the the, the front office. Um, His goal is the Super Bowl. (laughs) His goal is the Super Bowl. And, you know, you like to hear it. You expect to hear it. But it just means a little something different coming from Spielman. He, He, you know, having been here, having you know, seen what he's seen, been where he's been with this team and uh, knowing what it means, you know, just his connection to the city and, and, and having played here for so long and how much it meant to him and his kind of role. It is it, the Super Bowl. I mean, this is how he is invested. It, it goes back to the divots with his magic wonder seed, right? He will do anything. There is no job beneath him on the way to winning the Super Bowl. And this is such a great example for the players it's funny to have the seed and do the divots and all that but think about it when you're a guy that's out there sweating you're busting your ass and you see what's his official title the executive assistant to the owner or the the senior 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 executive something yeah or senior assistant to the owner or something like that yeah and he's out there fixing divots right that means nothing is below anybody you've heard me talking about servant leadership what it means to be a good leader those types of things this really it, it speaks to people and a lot of people just see him doing the divots and think that it's cool. But if you're out there and you're sweating, you see the guy that has already been out there and sweat has gotten to the point where he's got it to the NFC championship game uh, with this team has done a lot of work with the lions over the years. And it's not below him to go out there and fill in some divots. It just kind of puts a little bit of a mindset into your head and even the rest of the rest of the coaching staff as to how you fit. Nothing is below you. Nothing is below anybody. You do the work. You get through it, you grind, and you make it better because it's a team. Everything you do is for everybody else around you. If you support the team, if you play for the team, and you put it out there for the team, you will all have a chance to be successful. And that's the message I think that Chris Spielman is putting out there. Even though, he, in in a short phrase, the goal is to win the Super Bowl, is what he's living and what he's doing out in the field kind of really shows that he means that from the bottom of his his little uh, combat It it, it means that much to him that he's he's – playing amateur horticulturist. I mean, that's, I don't think he got a degree in horticulture from, from, uh, from Ohio state. My dad did, but he did not. Wow. Wow. What do you do do with a degree in horticulture? You become a truck driver. (laughs) (laughs) Hi dad. (laughs) Happily retired now. (laughs) We used to do, um, I was a mechanic. I worked my way through college as a mechanic and we used to go to lunch and have drinks at lunch. And, uh, they used to do trivia. And uh, they asked what a horticulturist me- uh, measures. And I always, I said gap, but I was wrong, I guess. All right. The next thing in the warm up is uh, lions on the sidelines. No. This is an interesting thing. This is an interesting thing. Sorry, Riz, I didn't mean to hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dan Campbell literally <laughs> wants lions on the sidelines. Like what? Like this isn't like it's it's different than a little bulldog at Georgia, right? A lion seems to be a a pretty significant beast to, to try to keep uh, and manage, and it and 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 really like it closes off a whole part of the sideline for like running out of bounds, right? <laughs> right? I mean, you just can't. It's a no go zone. Um, I, I think it's like gladiator where they come out from the ground to the ground. Like if you get too close, uh oh. <laughs> I think defensively, this might not be a bad idea if you could slip it past Goodell. But I just, I, I don't, I don't think that the the the, the, the league's going to look positively on that. They have apparently put the kiposh on it. <laughs> <laughs> Although Dan was quick, so 
this comes from, if you haven't seen it yet, Dan did an interview with Pardon My Take, which I believe is Barstool. Um, yes. And yes. I, I, okay, yeah, I, that's that's not my world, but yeah, it was it was a fun interview. It was fun. It was like an eleven minute long video. I watched this on YouTube. Watch it. It's it's entertaining. It's fun. However, you feel about Barstool, it was entertaining. I liked it. <laughs> um, but they asked him, you know, if he could get a re- if he want. So when Dan like was new on the job back in 2021, somebody, it might've been them actually asked him um, if he wanted an actual line. he's like, hell yeah, man, give it to me on a chain on a leash. I'll keep it on the sidelines. I'll walk behind the kickers when they're kicking, you know, in practice with it. (laughs) And so they revisited it and he's like, yeah, I still do. And the cool part was he said, Sheila didn't shoot it down. You dealt it. (laughs) Right. Sheila, right. woman of the people. That's uh, <laughs> it's fun. It's it's uh, so I so just before we started went on air here. We're 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 doing this live on it's Tuesday, right? Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. So I had just published a story on this on Lionswire, and I tweeted out somewhat. I don't know. Just I hate that me writing about that that little interview and Dan saying that he wants an actual lion on the field will absolutely unequivocally be the most read thing that I write all week, if not all month. And it's August 1st right now. And that really, really bothers me because it took me, I didn't actually write that one on the crapper, but I could have. (laughs) (laughs) It took me, so I watched the interview for about five minutes and then it took me about three minutes to write it and a couple of seconds to SEO tag it and all that crap so people will find it. It's, I can guarantee you that will be that will get twenty times the reads that my daily camp reports do, where I'm talking about everything that I saw and witnessed during the day, giving my take on it, breaking it down, and you know it, it takes it takes a good two hours of post practice for me to produce that, and they, they do fine, and I appreciate everybody reading those, but this is the frustrating part of the job for all of us. I'll, I'll put collective media, sports media on this. Um, I've said this before. The most read thing I've ever written that wasn't a mock draft was when Simone Biles was a guest cheerleader for the Houston Texans. That is still six years later, the most read thing ever on Texans wire. You really got to up your game. Like the, it's that it's that kind of fluff stuff that we have to do. It's, it's like well, but think it looks about like when it. you're a famous director, and you've got to you've got to do like, dude, where's my car? So you can do like The Godfather to you know, like it, that's exactly what it feels like. Like we've do got to car. do these menial crap, you know, throwaway things that people digest. So you will hopefully come and read our actual good stuff and ignore that we have to do all this good. It's it, it's something that we wrestle with um, collectively on a daily basis, and it's frustrating. And uh, I hope you do not read my story that I did that on Lions Wire to prove me wrong that it doesn't become the most read thing that I do all week. But Please I- make it the most read thing he's ever written. Please. Uh, I, I, I just want to. I just 27 wanna, million views is a lot to get to. We can do it. We can do it. It's such an incredible. This is one of the things about Dan and, and Brad. You know, people talked about Brad's marketing kind of background. Dan is a master at it as well. And, and I don't want to politicize this. But there was a president we used to have. I won't say his name for the people that get triggered. Um, he was a master at marketing as well. <laughs> he was a master at marketing as well. And you've watched him tag people with names when he was political. Before that, the stuff he did and the stuff he sold. 
he was he was he was wonderful at it. And whether he just bumble left his way into it or was was actually a planned thing, uh, it's, it's the same thing with Dan. You don't know. A lot of people think he's a meathead. He's he's not a meathead. He's an actual X and o, X's and O's guy. I don't know if you know if this is truly who he is. It's not an act, but. I don't know, you know, how if he's just a born marketing machine or what. But the idea, this whole conversation, like to entertain it and then have the conversation, it's it's intriguing as hell. It absolutely is, and of course, it's it's not real, right? I mean, it's it's just it's kind of a, a kind of a meme, yeah, but it's, it's absolutely it's, it's hilarious. A fun to think story. About. It's a fun it's little diversion. Yeah. yeah, it's something that you can talk about. Like he, we bombard him with questions about players and strategies and all that stuff. And if he can go and do this on the side with, with an outlet that's known for doing that kind of like good for him, man. That's yeah. cool. I'm glad he, I'm glad he did. I'm glad he, I'm glad he humored them and played yeah. along. Like I, I want my coach to do that. I don't want Bill Belichick. What? Next question. <laughs> Stop. Like, I don't want that. I, I, I want some life. I want some vitality. I like, like, <laughs> I give Jim Harbaugh a lot of crap, but our world is better for Jim Harbaugh being the head coach at Michigan, whether you like Michigan or not. Like, he just makes college football that much better. Deion Sanders being a prominent figure in college football makes college football better, whether you like him or not, whether you think he's a clown or a charlatan or whatever. We're better for him being there. Yeah, and I think absolutely. Like, I, I, I don't mean to, to like compare Dan Campbell to them, but. We are in a better place in Detroit because Dan Campbell is our head coach, whether you like him or not. Now, most everybody in Lions Land likes Dan Campbell and should, but that's yeah. I hope I hope that came across right. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, why the Lions no post interviews today? No press conference. Uh, there was no practice today. They had today off, and no they had today. like a uh, team builder uh, event. So that was that. Yeah, they were uh, they were not in Allen Park today. A lot of requests for the gout shout out. Um, he's on the mend. All's good. He's he's taking care of it. He's drinking lots of water. You have water today, Riz? I will. Uh, I do have water. Yeah, in my FD Lions cup. I, have my I will. Uh, I, just, I I am gout free. I would show. I am actually barefoot tonight, but I'd show off my my toe. But uh, I don't want the feet people to get on. Oh God, are Dude, weird. Man. That'll be the more view most views we ever got. <laughs> you could do two in one day. <laughs> the smush video like Peggy Hill. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Let's see. Uh, Detroit fan, man. I think MCDC and Taylor Swift are the kings and queens of this Detroit summer. Hard to find anyone more popular. I don't think you're wrong there, fan, man. Um, it's convex. I agree. Someone say feet. Yeah. You know what it is? We may, we may have to do something with feet just to, to generate some views. Things, things are getting. Maybe they'll get our OnlyFans account up and running. They've rejected me every single time. It's, so it's a humiliating defeat. It's humiliating. All right. Let's get to the next one. <laughs> Uh, Jameson Williams, my advice is don't simp and don't pimp. <laughs> There's this conversation about Jameson Williams right now. And Jamo. Oh, God, it never stops, Chris. It never stops. I was I, 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 I rolled through Reddit for a brief period um, and, and, and was looking through and saw, you know, it came up, came up, came up. And people were like, like it was the, the whole, you know, no big you know, oh, for God's sake, stop. Okay, you don't need to protect JMO from the mean men saying bad things. Okay, and to the mean men saying bad things, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> okay, nobody cares, in, including and in particular JMO. All this talk, all of this talk is absolutely meaningless until he's on the field. If he's on the field and he rocks the snot out of it, 
it's all going to be forgotten. Everything that happened will be forgotten. There'll be some people, and they're, this, they're the SOL kind of people, though. Those you know who they are. They're just miserable people who like to try to make other people miserable with them. They'll, they, they'll try to remember it, right? They'll try to remember it anytime something goes wrong, and they'll try to bring it back up and do the thing. And then that's it. If he doesn't work out, if he doesn't pan out, he doesn't do anything, then all that stuff will come up. This is the reason we could tell there was all these. But you know what? You don't know. And to try to say, I told you so. I knew it from the beginning. You're a fool. You're an idiot right now. Don't even bother taking the stand. Don't be a dope and try to make a guess and be right and then forget about it if you were wrong. Just, it's it, it's not worth it. It's the conversation isn't worth it. Just it's, stop. You don't know what you got. I can tell you you've been on Reddit because that's the absolute attitude there. I'm right about this, but I'm wrong about the 79 other things, but we're just going to ignore all of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that was it. I just want to say, right in the freaking nutshell. Don't simp for him. Do not pimp for him. Just let him do his thing, and then we'll see. And then you can be whatever you want and react. You didn't predict anything. Trust me. If if it just happens to fall the way you did, you just took a side and ran with it, and That's, it says more uh, about your personality than anything else, right? I thought so. I I stood in the media throng for about half of his interview, and he was there a long time. Much, much, much longer than his handlers wanted him to be there. But he stood there and he took questions. He was engaging. He was actively listening to the question, not have canned answers. He, yep. God bless him, he does not prepare for these things. He really doesn't. <laughs> Sometimes that's good. Um, we'll get to another one later where somebody absolutely didn't prepare either and it came out awkward as hell. <laughs> but, uh, um, I thought he, I thought he, the, the one thing that I, I noted was when he walked up to the mic and like was walking through, it's like a genuine smile on his face. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. He, like, he was person. like, he's happy. He was happy to be wanted and happy to be somebody important enough to ask all these questions that there was 25, 30 of us standing around there with cameras and phones all pointed at him. Like he, you could, you could feel that he had a real appreciation for how how much that that meant to him. Yep. Like, yeah, okay, this is this is what I wanted to do when I decided that I wanted to play football for a living. And he's getting there. Yep. He's getting there. Yep. He's well, not perfect. He's going he's I, I will I, 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 I said this before, Chris, I will say it again. He is going to be an incredibly polarizing player throughout his time, even during games, because yeah. he's going to have a game or two or three where he catches one pass for 19 yards. But then the next week he's going to catch four for 122 and two touchdowns. And you're going to freaking love him. Yeah. That's who he's going to be. I, I have very little doubt about that. I think he's going to be a low volume, high impact player. Mm. And the things that he does when he's not, when he's not physically catching the ball or running the ball or whatever, he is going to positively impact the other players around him because he can do things that very, very few humans can do. He can run really freaking fast instantaneously. Yep. Like he gets off the line and it's like, wow, uh, it's, it's, it's impressive as hell. It really is. <laughs> and he, he's bigger than you think he is. That's, that's the, one of the, one of the first things you hear when fans are like, I didn't realize Jamo was that big. Like, he's not. He's he's skinny, but he's long. He's tall. He's yeah. taller than you think he is. He's he's legit six two, if not a little bit taller than that. 
maybe with the hair. So one day he had his hair up and he was like as tall as I was. That was kind of cool. Um, but I, I just hope that the people who are pillorying him when he has the one catch for 19 yards and will drop a pass and will miss a block um, because that he's going to have games. He's going to have two or three games like that this year. Yeah. It's just who he is, but he's also going to have the games, you know, four catches for 122 yards, two touchdowns. He's going to do like he did the other day. Uh, so yesterday. Yeah. Monday. That's the nature of being a football player, bro. That's the nature of being a football player. Laying a slobber knocking block on, I think it was Will Harris. Um, I was behind the play, so I couldn't see exactly who he hit. But you could hear it. And it was like, damn, Shamo just laid his ass out. And it was well downfield. And it's a play that he didn't have to make. But he did. He, that's the, that's the, the attention to, to about, detail we want to see, and that's what he's doing better. The at. thing about being a football player is you have good days and bad days. You have days when you're part of the scheme, days when you're not. If you're scheming around the teams you're playing, and sometimes you're a decoy, sometimes you're the you're the you're the shark, right? Um, the the reality is that's the nature of the game. Rarely, especially at skill player positions, rarely do you have the guy who is always perfect. I think back and we all love Calvin as a player for the Detroit Lions. Whether whatever happened after, whether you like it or not, no big deal. But as a player, he was spectacular. He had all kinds of drops. He had all kinds of drops as a player. And people just kind of tend to forget that. And that's what I'm talking about with JMO. Whatever happens, if he if he has a if he has a a, a 75% above average career, it'll all be forgotten. It'll be fine. It'll be just fine. It'll be fine. So just take it, ride it, and go with it. Enjoy it. Again, this is the time of the year where anything is possible, and you can truly, truly enjoy. You can, you can, you can hope for your team. You can feel for your team. You can take that ride with nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. You can, you can, you can, if you want to temper it back at the beginning of September, end of August, you can do that. That's fine. But enjoy the ride. This is the time where, as a football fan, if you instead of being, the, you know, I, 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 I should put it up. There's a, there's, a, you know, um, um. Uh, a media person who's who you know called it a joke of a franchise in the middle of the season last year, and now he's all like or unicorns and rainbows. Um, you talk about that kind of a swing. I, I don't know who you're talking about, Chris. I, I legitimately don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. I don't want to know. Yeah, um, I don't need that shit in my life. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, like especially if you're covering the team, right? <laughs> what is this? That's not. That's not. Oof. Anyway. This is the time to enjoy it. Just enjoy it. If things go bad, they go bad. That's it. But as a fan, if you want to always be angry, man, there's there's a million other things you can do to be angry. Hit yourself with a, a, a hammer all the time and go do woodwork or something. Then you can be angry all the time. Just get enjoy gout. it now. Now is the time to enjoy it. <laughs> all right, let's get into this. Eat some spinach and watch it down with an IPA. <laughs> all right, CJ GJ all day. He's an absolute force already. I just Riz. This week, and, and, and you know, doing a, a, a wrap-up of the, the week, and we'll get into that even deeper on the, on the next topic, but I wanted to talk about CJGJ first because you go from he's here, we get to see it, he's looking, oh, he got hurt. Oh, shit. Oh, please, no. Oh, please, God, no. Right? That was the thing. And, and then it was just a couple hours later, not as bad as we thought. All right. All right. He could come back. Boom. He's back. He stands in front of the media. He takes the media to task, whether, whether deserved or not, right? Whether deserved or not, right? His point is, I'm here, motherfuckers, and I am not taking anybody's shit. That's basically what he said that day in front of the media. That was it. He's like, I am not going to stand here and take your shit. And, and it's not that anyone was giving him any. 
He was just making a statement, right? It's a perfectly innocuous question from Tim oh, yeah. Twentyman. Yes. It was of like, and it's Twentyman too, right? It's like <laughs> Yeah, Tim, like Tim works for the team. I I I dare say that CJ doesn't know or care that Tim actually works for the Lions. <laughs> it was the it was it was something so I was standing there, and I was standing behind Corey, and Corey Woods uh, filmed it and put it up on Twitter, and I was standing directly behind Corey. I'm always in the back because I'm the tall guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Raven's taller than me. Um, he likes to stand next to Reisman, so he looks even taller. Everyone's stand- everyone looks tall next to him. <laughs> A six-year-old looks Not tall. everyone, but most people do. Yeah, Jeremy's Jeremy's not not, not a height Five, guy. Six. That's not who he is. <laughs> anyway, go He's, ahead. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Um, and it was one of those situations where, like, normally we're when we're getting in the crowd around there, like, we, we're armed with questions that we want to ask. And all of a sudden, after the first two answers where he's, like, spitting, like, I don't want to say that it was hostile because he, I don't, I legitimately don't think he meant it to be hostile. He was just making a point in his way. But we were all scared to death to ask another question. Yeah. Who's, who's next? <laughs> Justin? Next question. He said, that's what he said. Anybody? Next question. Next yeah. question. Who's got the sack to ask yeah. the next question is what he said with two words. Exactly. Next question. He, <laughs> I loved it. I freaking loved it. Because, and again, to do that to 20 men, who's a wonderful guy. He's an absolutely wonderful Tim's a guy. a great guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to do that to 20 men sends a freaking missile across the bow. I mean, it sends a nuclear bomb across the bow of everyone else standing there that you do not do not mess with this man, especially right now. <laughs> so I liked and, it. I liked it. I like seeing that. The other thing that he's doing is that he is bringing that sort of mentality to the Lions, and it is a mentality that has been missing, and they've missed it badly on the field. Yep. Like we we like in general who MCDC and Holmes and guys have brought in. They haven't had that guy, that kind of guy, since cocky Darius Slay before Patricia tried to knock the knock all that out of him. And they've missed it. They need that kind of presence. They need and and God dang man, he backed it up because Monday. Oh my goodness. Chris, I told I told you I yeah. I will try to say the exact quote that I told you before we went on the air. That was the best individual training camp performance of a defensive player I have ever seen in any training camp in one day. Like he was unreal. If you would have told me that was Sean Taylor, if you would have told me that was Ed Reed, I would have believed you. Like he was that awesome at all aspects. There was one play where he got beaten and they were running, they were running a red zone sevens drill and he switched inadvertently and let, uh, I think it was Josh Rose. It actually might've been JMO though. I think it was Reynolds though, who got free and caught a touchdown pass in the back corner. And he instantly, he looked at Tracy Walker, and then he looked at the receiver, held up his hand. My bad. I got this. Like that's no pass in the buck. Like yeah. Yeah. we'll talk. We'll talk about. I'll talk about somebody who isn't there anymore. Jeff Okuda never would have done that. Oh. Jeff Okuda would have looked around and pointed and wondered, "Was that me? Was that my guy? Yep. Should yep. I acknowledge it?" Like, no. Th- th- this guy. CJGJ is there to to let you know that he's 
he's the boss, man. And he's he plays when he's playing great, he is he's unreal, man. He's like we've seen we've seen it. If you've watched him play with the Saints, if you've watched him play with the Eagles last year, he brings that edge, and it is infectious like the flu, like he said. He does like I've seen more of that kind of of attitude, and I don't mean attitude at all disparagingly there, from guys like Jerry, guys like Kirby. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rodrigo's put a little bit more edge on this year. I love it. I, I This just, team needs that. I'm telling badly. you. I'm telling you, talking to Jerry this offseason, I've seen a change in his tune. Now, back to Okuda really quick. I want to say, look, I, I, I don't blame the man. Right, he spent how many years under Patricia oh, that, and that crappy system? Is. In that yeah. crappy system, with the whole "can you talk about it? What do you know? Slay's gone. What happened to him?" Right. Like you couldn't do that. You couldn't be that guy. And right. you and and what we found was it was. I, I don't know why. I don't know why yet. I haven't gotten there. But it was impossible to learn that Patricia system. I don't know if it was so complicated. I don't know if it wasn't thought out and they hadn't figured it out. And no, and he was holding the secrets from the team. I don't know what was going on, but guys were always freaking confused in that system. And Okuda had years of his all of his first developmental years in the league was in that shit show. You know what I mean? And that's why I, I don't blame yeah. the poor guy. His his everything foundational for him was wrong. And people talk about, you know, Jared, Jared Goff. Oh, he's broken. He he was done when he was the Rams with with uh, McVeigh. Thank you. Uh, he, he couldn't. He can't. He could. He can't recover. He's done. Really? Because now we're seeing a different. We'll talk about Jared Goff, but we're seeing a different guy. He isn't that guy that was there. He's playing completely differently now. And I will see what happens with the Cuda. It doesn't sound like it's going well in Atlanta. I think it might be too far, far gone. I don't know if he's built like Goff mentally, like upstairs, but I think, I think that his first couple of years in the, in the, in the, in the freaking league with Patricia ruined him. And that's too bad. It's too bad. Uh, but, but and the injuries, but, but to the, to the point I made, that's not just personality either. Like that's just not who he is. Yep. He's not, he's not that, um, truculent braggadocious person that cj is naturally but i'll tell you talking to jerry i think this this team needs that this offseason talking to jerry has changed he's been changed by cj gj i'd agree uh you can see it tracy being back and being there noisy the all of them have really like like all the guys run around. If you saw them, they were in their seatbelt gang shirts there during camp, uh, during mini camp. Uh, we got uh, we got shirts to all the players, and they were wearing. It was great. I got a great picture with picture with Hutch in the shirt. I was I was pretty proud of that. But uh, seatbeltgang.com, by the way, if you want to get one of those. Uh, but yeah, great great stuff. I mean, they are truly across from the secondary all the way to the line. They are truly a different group than they were last year. And that leads to this question that comes from Detroit fan man in the chat: uh, Is Jeff more or less confident that this defense can outrank the offense? this year I, I i frankly will be surprised if the offense is better than the defense this year at the end of the year there you go uh chris can you get the door behind the vill- behind you the villain decal like the door in the lions or war room just wait till you see what's coming just keep an eye stay tuned, stay tuned. i got something it's sitting over there right now but i gotta get ready for the party all right um here we go. Let's let's get on to the next thing. So, Training camp party, August fifth. Be there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, CJ, GJ, all day. Did you want to talk about Monday? Because after that that interview, he did rip it off. I mean, he had a day. yeah. Monday Monday was just <laughs> great, and and he was requested again from us in the media to get a, a, the next day to follow oh. up. 
He didn't. <laughs> we got GMO instead. We got GMO for a very long time and said we're happy with that. But yeah, it was it was the exact message that I think I think again the team needed that kind of snarl, that kind of attitude. Like you need you need that mm, guy. That defense needs it for sure. You, you do. You need you like Alex Anzalone is a great leader. Tracy Walker is too. Absolutely. They're not they're not somebody who's going to like they're they're not gonna stomp on you when you're down. And That's CJ sweet. is. And <laughs> yeah. And I yeah, like Sue Sue He's brings that the edge. They missed that. He's the Sue of the secondary. Yeah. yeah absolutely. It was, uh, it was very well received. Once we got over the initial sting of like, holy crap, he's coming after us. What? Why? Um, because we we legitimately did not do anything, and, and like we had no clue that that was going to be coming, happening, whatever. Yep. Yep. It was uh, it was it was eye opening, um, and it wasn't something. Would I prefer him to be a little more professional about it? Sure, but that's not that's then it wouldn't then it wouldn't have been him. It wouldn't have Chris. We talk all the time about authenticity. That's who he is. Yeah. And right. he's comfortable being himself in that environment. That's great. Yeah. Like that's that's leadership, that's empowerment. That's a guy who's gonna make a difference because he he's not throttled. Like he's there's no governor on that engine. He's 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 going. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to say, uh, will the refs call a fair game in the KC versus Lions game and so forth this season? Oh, absolutely. In that game, they will. It's the first game of the season. The world is watching highest uh, oh, yeah, game of the me. season. Yeah. 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 They, they, if they make a mistake, it'll be truly a mistake. It won't be any kind of, you know, higgity, diggity, riggity thing stuff that they're talking about. That's it'll be for real. Uh, and I think they're going to do a really, really good job. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked for that game. Win or lose. I'm stoked for that game just because it's the start of football. Of course that we are on the biggest stage of the season. I, and I just smell it in this team. It's going to be a fun one. Win, be, lose or draw. It's going to be a fun one to watch, man. It's my, my wife and I celebrate our 27th wedding anniversary that night. It's also the 27th anniversary of the night that Tupac was shot. So I hope. Oh wow! I don't. I don't. I don't expect. I don't expect the broadcast crew to honor me and my wife's anniversary, but I kind of hope they play some Tupac or something just in the background, as like bump music, just just to acknowledge it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. All right, CJGJ. But let's not just sit on him. Let's talk about guys like the 2023 training camp winners and losers. And I just want to start with somebody, Riz, because it, it, it's just so connected. And it's the same group of people. Brian Branch. What a disaster. Never should have picked this guy. What a mistake. Brad Holmes needs to be fired right now. Right now is the perfect time to do it. You can find a new GM sometime. I mean, Campbell's not going to be able to coach him. You might as well fire him, too. This Brian Branch, what a, what a disaster. There's a reason no one drafted him, and uh, he probably shouldn't even have stayed there. It was classless to wait and put pressure on everybody else to pick him and not just leave because he wanted to walk across the stage. What a selfish bum Brian Branch is. I think I said everything. It's opposite day, right? <laughs> wow. This you have been on Reddit, Reddit, haven't you? <laughs> this guy, yeah, this shit. This guy, yeah, I'm a moderator now. Can you tell? Uh, this guy is. <laughs> I might have to go back. It's been so long. This guy has been so hot, man. God, what a great pick. He's, what he's, is the NFL stupid to let good. him fall in our lap? Is the rest of the NFL yes. just completely 
bodaciously stupid. I mean, holy crap. He's looked great out there. Fantastic. He, 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 there's not much of an on-field drop-off between CJGJ and Brian Branch. And Brian Branch is a rookie. And CJGJ is a top 10 safety in the league, top 10 defensive back. And they, they do kind of play the same role. There have been select packages where they're on the field together when uh, when Branch is getting his first team reps, which we're not allowed to talk about for Aaron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he's been really, really good. Not perfect. Like, there there have been plays, and, and AG brought it up in his press conference. There, there were a couple plays where he got his ass toasted, and he did. That's and as AG would know, and as he said, that's football. That happens. That's that's something that I have noticed in watching the fans in the stands. I think they need to accept that a little bit better. Yeah. Like, when when an offensive player makes a great play, it is at the generally speaking at the expense of a defensive player. And if you are there watching that defensive player. You're going to think, oh, crap. But that means that the offensive player did something great. Like, the, the, there's not a, a good or bad. There's not a win or a loss there. It's working to get better. And I, I noticed that, um, I believe I did the walkthrough day on Sunday, which was, I pray to God they don't do walkthroughs when it's a full house game. Cause that, it wasn't, oh, they have to do it. Like, yeah. they have to do it. Yeah, because they can't they can't go live and pass. They only have so many padded practices, and they're trying to protect people. And uh, in general, they're doing a pretty good job of that. But mm-hmm. like, there was a play. I for, I want to say that it was it was an offensive player that dropped a pass, and I think it was Brock Wright. And anyways, and the fan reaction was not that like. Oh, Jack Campbell made a good play on the on the ball, mm-hmm. and Wright didn't get it. And the like the fans were like, "Oh, like oh, he didn't catch it." Like not celebrating the fact that your first round linebacker just made a really nice play, right? Like, right. Well, first off, I think a lot of people thought that Brock Wright was Sam Laporta <laughs> because they were wearing. They do look physically similar, and the Lions players and I told guys this. They wear their jerseys bunched up so yeah. you can't read the numbers. The, the, the defense is really bad about that, but the tight ends do it too. Like you can only see the, the top little part of their numbers. So it's hard. Like if you don't know them physically you, or their hair stick out or some distinguishing tattoo, you can't tell who it is until like they're back in the huddle. So I think people thought that was Laporta because it was a first team rep. Right. Right. <laughs> and uh, and like, that. like they're like, yeah, like, you got to understand that there is good and bad on every play. Like if, if the defense makes a turnover, like it, like the other day, um, what's his name? Got an interception. Steven Gilmore. Yeah. Great interception. Rookie, rookie can play by the way. Um, he, by the way, is the undrafted rookie cornerback. Who's been the best in camp, not Starling Thomas. I digress. We have more about that coming at Lions where tomorrow. He made an interception on a truly awful Awful play by Nate Sudfeld. What? But do you focus on the do you focus on the interception or do you focus on the interceptee? Like, like, where where, where is your mindset, or or do you just take in the entire play? And hold on, earlier in the year, us, 
you told me Nate Sudfeld, and I was watching on YouTube short, you told me Nate Sudfeld was the future of this franchise. Right after they signed him, you did a YouTube short. Give <laughs> no, it the Ted Thompson treatment. I saw every vein in your forehead. <laughs> I saw every vein in your forehead after he signed him. After they signed him. <laughs> you were, you were, you were, I almost didn't put that one out because you were really mad. You were really mad. <laughs> I was like, what, what are you doing? I'm, oh, man, I, oh, man. I, I will say this on the Nate Sudfeld front. He has been better than I expected him to be. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean he's good. It means that he's better than I expected him to be. Having go. watched him at Indiana and one bowl practice where through every ball two yards short. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, uh, Stephen David, Chris cracking himself up, cracks me up. Yeah, I can't help it. That, that, that is, Riz will tell you, that's truly who that's, I am. There is no it, one funnier yes. to me than me. And I don't know why. That's, I, I, that's it's 100% true. He's like that off camera, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's just who I am. I like to be a happy guy. It's who you are. Yeah. And um, I make me laugh. And I know some people get don't like it. But it's, it's truly, I, I, I do. So I'm, I'm really funny. Just ask me. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> You know who else does that? There's a guy. Oh, God, what's his name? He was on Kill Tony. Um, comedian. I'll, I'm going to look it up in a, in a minute. Uh, he's a roast guy. He's he's a great roast comedian right now. And he has this laugh when he, he roasts somebody. He laughs. David Lucas. David Lucas is his name. He is hilarious. And he laughs at himself sure. all the time. And I realized, like, he's like, oh, my God, he does that like I do. And it's 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 hilarious. It makes me laugh. Him laughing at himself makes me laugh. So, anyway. That's it. Let's get to the next one, Riz. Uh, Camp Wood. I did Brian Branch. I, I told absolute lies about him. I'm I'm gonna go into the 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 the, the somebody's gonna cut that. They're gonna play it for him, and he's gonna hire a hit because uh, because he, he's an evil human being. On top of it, we saw it because he stuck around him and, and made everyone feel guilty when he waited at the draft because he wa- he was so selfish. He wanted to walk across the stage. Isn't that, you can spin anything so terrible? It's horrible. Anyway, um, from Brian Branch, who do you want to go to? Let's talk about a couple more winners here, buddy. <laughs> Best offensive player in camp is Taylor Decker. I have not seen him lose a rep yet in, padded, in three days of padded practices. Now, granted, I didn't watch every single rep of the line, but I did not see him lose one single rep. And that includes pass rush isolation reps against Aiden Hutchinson, who's been great, against Josh Pascal, who's been pretty damn good, against James Houston, who's been okay. Uh, and he, I mean, my God, the – what. He, like he, it's almost like Decker's like, like that's all you've got. Come on, um, like my old beach volleyball partner when he would dig a, a great hit, hit it harder. <laughs> like just, no, because they're gonna hit it at me next time, bitch. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> hated that. Stop doing that, Donnie. They're hitting at me now, and I can't dig it like you can. <laughs> Riz crying. Oh, please stop it. Don't make it hurt. <laughs> Oh man, I've only heard that once before. That dude was in the freaking Olympics, man. Don't tell me it harder. <laughs> True story. Oh. <laughs> True story. Um, all right, so that's that's a winner. That's De- a Decker's winner. been phenomenal. Can, can phenomenal. I say he's a hell of an interview? That guy is so cash. Like when he was up yes. there, did you, uh, it was earlier in the week or like one of the first two days, three day three of camp. Um, they yeah. interviewed him and. He, not only was he like completely like chill and like just 
enjoyed himself and really loose and talking and but thoughtful um really solid depth to his answers one of the things that he was i loved it one of the things he talked about when um he was uh he was talking about uh injuries and not being injured and he was talking about uh it's nice to have everyone there because then when hank makes it run the shuttles he get a longer time to rest that was hilarious uh talk about graham glasgow and, and if you, you this is so worth a watch to go back and watch um he he, yes. he says graham he's his, he's got his own sense of humor he's he's really something and he kind of stops and then he kind of you could see something flash in his brain he's like huh, he just cracks me up like he, there's something about graham glasgow's sense of humor that we don't know that is that is something special i would love to get get a, a little bit more out of that because that looks great but decker what a great interview man the guy's so just engaging and and so just right there no you know next question <laughs> like just a different kind of guy right just a different kind of guy and and he just yeah, yeah, he is so well, so well on the field. He 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 quote unquote gets it. The kind of guy you want to see succeed, and he's doing great so far. So that's been nice. Yeah. All right. Who else has been really good? I, sh- I should I probably can I read the article that I wrote. Can I? Yeah, go ahead. Levi, yeah. Levi Anuzurike. Um, I just have to say okay. the fact that he look, he lost the rep. Okay, he got bent over backward and lost the rep, but. He was right back for his next one. That's that's the kind of thing. And AG was talking about it. That's the kind of thing that you know if he's really better or not. When that happens to a guy with that kind of injury, it's like it's over. Like it's done, right? And it wasn't over. And he got back and he got right to it. He was there the next day. Those things tell you a whole heck of a lot. I am massively happy and massively surprised that he's healed to this point now. He's missed what two years, right? We have to see him get two, better. Two of the last three. Yeah, he hasn't played really, right? We need to see yeah. him now get to the level of. I'm just going to use this phrase. That's not the right one, but acceptable, right? To, to to an acceptable level of play, and that that starts to smell really good for his future then and future with the team because now you got a guy who's a little bit older, but he's fresher. His body's actually fresher because it hasn't been beat up in the no. trenches all the time. And if that if that back is truly healed like that. Wow, that might lend him a little bit of time, a little bit of extra time is at the position. So that's, I'm, I'm talking about best case scenario for Anzarike, but what we see right now, I would call him a winner because I, I, I wouldn't have expected this it's, at all two months ago. It's, it's great that he's out there and he is indeed trying and he's got a great attitude about it and has been like, you can see these trying, but man, you can also tell that he's had one year of football practice in his last four football years his last year of washington he didn't practice then he opted out then he had his rookie season and then he had last year um so he's he's very very raw and i i caution people that are making these great expectations oh he's gonna dominate he's gonna right now he would not make the 53 man Mm -hmm. roster Mm -hmm. on merit He's not there as a, as a player. He's not. He could not beat Ryan Swoboda the other day. Ryan Swoboda, by the way, is the new Dan Skipper. He's six foot nine, plays like it, and he still had better pad level than Levi. Like it's, Skips. oh man, I'm, I, you know. And you, you want like you want to root for Levi. You really do because like yeah. it's a great story. This guy has come, overcome and fought. It would have been so freaking easy for him to quit, and he didn't. 
and he's still trying and he's he is he's going to like he's you know it means so much to him and that it's almost frustrating that he's not the guy that you, he could have been yep. because he's missed so many years of practice in his formative football years and that's uh that's the cold reality uh, is that he's going to have to beat out somebody that right now he's not higher than on the depth chart. He has not taken <sighs> so we'll that. He has spent almost all of his time with the third or fourth team defense. Not all of it, but most of it. And has not stood out going against Aaron Paulo and Ryan Swoboda and Brad Cecil and Ross Piercebacher and Who's the other guy? Oh God! Oh, I got a roster here somewhere. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's 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 the football is not there for him yet. You got to hope that it can continue to come and develop quickly because it it kind of needs to. Um. It, it, if if we're beyond the point now where we're worried about him being healthy and that he can be healthy, he's really got to start showing something on the football field because right now he's not. And and again. It's a function of him having one season of football practice in the last four years. You, that's the expectation you got to have for Levi right now because yeah. it's – if you're going out there thinking that he's a guy who's a, a second-round pick like Josh Paschal who's been great, been, been really good, been a lot better than him, like that, that, that guy isn't there anymore. That, that, that's not who Levi is anymore. He's a guy that's struggling to make a team right now. And he's putting his best foot forward, and he's he's got time, but he's 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 got some work to do. I got one, I got a roster right here, but it's got yeah, I um, it's in this bag right here. It's got Jeff Okuda, DJ <laughs> <DJ> Chark, <laughs> David Blau, Tim Boyle on it. <laughs> I just got the right. for the last year. It's kind of fun. Oh man, I found one of those like three years ago from my last Texans camp. I'm like, oh yeah. The other thing I have, I this will be heavy. You, you know what this is, right? Oh, Senior Bowl. Got a Senior Bowl roster senior right bowl. here. I just like to refer to That's these nice. things every now and again. I got to rotate the roster after training camp this time. We'll have it. Yeah, yeah, Don H. <laughs> we all want Levi to succeed. And uh, I, I would love it. I would absolutely love it. And um, I hope, I hope. I, We've talked about it. Don't um, you know? Don't don't count on it. But boy, would that be awesome if he did? He's he's you know. We'll see if he can put that, if he can put that muscle on. We'll do it. Uh, let's see. Okay. Cool. 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 Let's uh, give me one more winner, Riz, and then we'll hit we'll hit some uh, some some losers. One more winner. <laughs> Let me find my article. I wrote this like last. How about night can we well, can we just hit Dan Skipper really quick? He went to yeah. the Colts. P- poor guy. He did. He's a loser, not because he's a loser, but man, the Colts what? are a shit show. <laughs> well, I love Dan Skips. I do too. Dan I love Skips. I love Skips, but he's good. he's at the Colts, and that's a shit show right now. <laughs> it's a disaster over there, man. So, real quick on that, I tweeted. Um, uh, I, I I think the exact comment I put on it was, "This is worth your time to read," and it was Greg Doyle's hatchet job in the Indy Star, um, which. I, I'm loyal to that paper. I delivered that paper in 1984 and 1985, District Carrier of the Year, 1985. I uh, I tweeted that out to show people, like, first off, you think Detroit media is bad. That's Indy. Secondly, you think Detroit's ownership is bad. 
that's indie. <laughs> like <it's, laughs> wow. Holy crap. Oh man. <laughs> and like just, yeah, we're, we're in a much better place because of that. But mm-hmm. yeah. Good, good luck to skip down there. He's, he might need it. Oh, I love skip. <laughs> uh, and then I say that, and I want to just make sure I, I say that he lost because he wound up in a ter- terrible place. I uh, skip he, he such did. a good guy. And, and, and just, you know, from reports inside the building, a genuinely nice, wonderful dude. Uh, yes. So you know. He's a good dude. He's, he's a, he's a very good dude. Gentle and giant he, kind uh, of guy. But that when he gets on the field, the fir- the hardest thing temper. to teach him, the hardest thing to teach him was not to beat the shit out of people on his own team. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Jared Goff, a winner. Casey, I would, I would say that I would, I would, I would say Probably, that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, well, he, he's been good. He hasn't been, again, he's not, been, he's not been perfect. He's been fine. He threw, uh, Monday was his worst day. He was really, really good. The data was super hot. That was Friday. Oh, my God, that was hot. (laughs) (laughs) He had media members changing their shirts halfway through practice. We we were drenched. That one short that I sent you, (laughs) it was wet. You were glowing. I just that so was, you know, I, I had no AC for a week and a half because I had a $3,600 AC, uh, AC repair. It might be hot there, but Ooh. you ain't Florida hot, baby, in August. No. <laughs> or well, it, was, it was close. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, um, okay, I found my article. Winner, there you go. Derek Barnes. Oh, there Derek you go. Barnes, and I'm going to be lazy, and I'm going to read it. I'm going to read what I wrote because I'm tired. Yeah. Barnes is in the competition for a starting linebacker role entering his third season in Detroit. It's obvious Barnes has put in the offseason work and dedication to giving it, giving it his best shot. The college edge has seen more looks rushing the passer than he did in his first two training camps. That's 100% accurate. So I wrote it. Barnes is also showing quicker player recognition and block avoidance, two things that he needed to develop for him to remain in the linebacker rotation. So far, so impressively good. He put a freaking licking on Jameer Gibbs on Saturday. And he's been really good in drills in the – so we're, we're not supposed to talk much about specifics of scheme, but if you've been to camp, you will note that there have been a lot of five, five-man front looks, and Barnes is a natural as one of the flanks in a five-man front, and it you'll see it in camp if you're there. You might see it in preseason when they play the Giants in a little over a week because he's been really good in that role, and it's a different look. And when they do – there was so there was a play on Monday where the five, Barnes was wide right, Hutch was in here, Broderick Martin, who also made the winner's list, was the nose, um, Kaminsky was left, and Charles Harris was wide left, and they were unblockable. Like they they washed over the offensive line. Now it was the second team offensive line, but they washed over them like it was like the red tide rolling in and killing all the things on the beach, like making the seagulls drop dead. You ever you ever throw Alka Seltzers at seagulls and let, watch them burst? Out? Maybe that's just what we did for fun as kids. I would but never admit that. Shorts of Lake Erie, and on any kind of public forum. <laughs> You're going to get petitioned. <sighs> Kang! What's up, brother? I see everything, People Kang. Eating tasty I'm looking for you, man. I'm looking for you Thursday. I'll be finding you. All right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, Barnes, Barnes has been really good. And that 
So there's a foursome trying out for a twosome with Campbell, Anzalone, Barnes, and Rodrigo. And I right now, I think that's the only four linebackers they keep. They might keep another one for special teams purposes. We'll see on how that goes. But who starts out of that and who's come up like you – You'd be hard pressed to find much separation at all between one and four there. Like and and it might be Anzalone's number one on Saturday and number four on Wednesday. Like it's that it, they're they're good. It, it's a very impressive group. Now that they have a defensive line in front of them that knows how to keep them clean, that this is the manifestation of the defense. This when when Dan Campbell said, I think we're great with what we got up front right now, we're good. He's not wrong because they don't want playmakers up front. Everybody's talking, oh, we don't have Chris Jones. We don't have we don't have Aaron Donald. It's not what this defense is built around. It's one of the reasons why they didn't particularly like Jalen Carter because he, he wasn't that guy. They want technically sound, smart football players who facilitate things behind them to come forward and make plays. That is Aaron Glenn's vision for the defense. And so far this summer, it looks freaking good. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Happy about that. It is. This is not not your father's defense. This is is not Chris Spielman's defense where they had Robert Porsche and, oh, God, who all they have. Like like that group. And and even (laughs) like going back to like, like Jerry Ball and like, this is not a defense that requires a dominant defensive line. It requires a capable one. Yeah. Now we've seen a, we've seen Aleem look pretty good. Not not all the time, but pretty good. Like he's as more the, mobile. the he's best more mobile for sure. Yeah. yeah. He look he, he looks great. He's gorgeous. He's, he's gorgeous. He's he's going to give he's going to give teams some problems. Teams that don't have good communication up front are going to struggle a lot with him. And and he that, that's like gravy because what he's doing is he's making Jack Campbell, Alex Anzalone, Rodrigo, Barnes behind him better. Broderick Martin is doing the same thing because if you're trying to move Broderick Martin back and push him into the linebackers or get off of him to get out and make a combo block, it ain't happening. Rugs can do that too. Like he can, he, they under they have re shaped and reformed the defense to be that style of defense. The back is more important than the front, especially in the run game. And that's not something that we're used to because it's antithetical to what Patricia tried to do and what the dude who's in Green Bay now, Joe Barry. Um, that's one of the reasons why I'm down on the Packers because he's still their defensive coordinator. <laughs> um <laughs> They are, they're too dependent on their defensive line to make plays. That's, if you've got that, that's great. But if you don't have it, don't force it. And I think last year, Aaron Glenn tried to force that a little too much. And I think he's gotten away from that. And I think he's got what he wants on his defense now. And that's why Dan Campbell's comfortable with their front line. And I am too. I'm I'm, going to trust my coach on that. Don Burr has a good one, and uh, I don't. I will see. I want to ask you: Does this fit in the loser category? There's two names we haven't heard. The first one, these nuts. We didn't expect to see that, hear that one. But the real one we're very interested in is about the commish, John Kaminsky. Where's he been? He's been not okay. A noise. Not a he's lot of been, noise. Again, he's not. He's not in a playmaking role, so he, that's not. You're not going to hear a lot about that. 
Josh Pascal is more of a playmaker than he is. And I would say that you're probably going to see um, Pascal show up more than you will Kaminsky. But Kaminsky's he's doing fine. He's in no danger of losing his job. He's He's been good at what they ask him to do, which is not to be Aiden Hutchinson and going and blasting through Panay Sewell before he got concussed and like making Matt Nelson look like a college defensive end, which he yeah. was. Well, you hear that story about the concussion from Panay and, and evidently he had talked to the media afterward. It didn't seem like it was going to be a long-term kind of thing, but it's like, come on, blow it back a little hutch. <laughs> we don't need to hurt some people here, right? Like you can, you, you can do your thing. You, you still man, that, the, move, points, man. <laughs> the move that Hutch put on Panay was like, and Panay like after the rep was like, Damn man, like that was nice. <laughs> like it was, it wasn't like, oh man, I just got beat. It's like, oh crap, that was that was really good. Like, ain't nobody stopping that. Yeah. That was that was the exact attitude that he had, that Decker had, and that the, the, like the entire offensive line was like, good. <laughs> Do more of that in Kansas yeah, City. More please <laughs> in Kansas City, though. <laughs> yeah, the the. the Especially Saturday, but Friday and Saturday, Hutch was was off the charts good, man. Yeah. It was uh, it was Chris, as you know, I am a massive Miles Garrett fan. I love Miles Garrett. Uh, I think he's arguably the best defensive player in football. I am not going to say that Hutch is to that level, but you see at times like he's doing some of the things that only Miles and very select few others can do. Mm. And I don't think that a lot of people had that on their bingo card for Aiden Hutchinson. <laughs> that he could draw a comparison, even even on just one play. Like Miles Garrett does that. Like not many people would make that. He's doing that, folks. Trust me. I, I'm a massive Miles Garrett fan. I've watched him in person in Browns camp several times. Hutch is not that far away from that as you might think he is. <laughs> nice. Nice, nice, nice. And I, you got you also. I if I don't think you're allowed to bring binoculars, are you? As a fan, I, to training I've camp? never tried. I've seen people with them. Okay, we we are in the media, but so one of the, one of the highlights of our day is Aiden Hutchinson is always the first guy off the field into the cold tubs, and when he gets out of the cold tubs, he is deliberately and quite obviously doing like male model poses as he's toweling off. And it's freaking hilarious. <laughs> I'm famous for that Sears underwear pose, that tidy whiteies kind of one leg up, elbow on the like knee. He, know, he, know, he knows we're watching. He knows. The, like the, the, so the cold tubs, if you're at training camp, you're on the far side and there's like the VIP family, family and friends tent it's right in front of the indoor training facility. And the, the tubs are behind that. He knows that like, all the friends and family can see him and like the coaches and the players as they're walking off can see him and, and some have given him some crap for it. Like, what are you doing, dude? But <laughs> Rag now walked by him one day. It was just like, no, yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's fun. And again, that wouldn't have happened under a couple of prior coaches, the two prior coaches, um, I don't want to say Caldwell was no fun, but he, it just wasn't like guys weren't free to be themselves like that yeah. under him. 
And, and then Patricia was good old like, put your freaking clothes on. It was a good old fashioned <laughs> Southern revival. You know what I mean? But it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't that football that you need and you want. And it's, it's interesting. Cause yeah. I, I get the character piece. We talked about this. I think it was the last show, you know, how, you know, the difference between character like you had with Caldwell and character like you have with this Detroit Lions, yeah. right? There's a, there's yes. a whole different attitude. Jim Caldwell still was a top line character amongst yeah. those players. Yeah. Oh, Cal- Caldwell was a wonderful human being and a oh, good did. coach. Yep. I'm not sure that he would have been the right coach for this particular football team. as no. I don't think he was the right coach at the end of the Stafford era either. Yeah. Um, I to, to revisit that real quickly. I didn't like seeing him fire, but I also didn't mind it. Um, and I wanted them to get Mike Vrabel. Didn't yep. happen. By the way, um, yeah, uh, Mike Vrabel versus Dan Campbell. All my money's on Campbell. All of it. There you go. All right. Give us one loser. Give us one loser, then we'll move on to the next topic, okay? Julian Aquara. Oh, I got to find the exact quote. Um, Bear with me while I surf through my my 6,000 emails that I got here. Uh, Aaron Glenn training camp quote sheet. All right. Let me scroll down. He was asked by, I want to say this was 20 men who asked this, visiting where I was at, on how linebacker Julian O'Quarra can take a step forward. And AG's um, dead Pantone, keep practicing. That's what training camp's for. No one's grandfathered in here. <laughs> Every single one of us in the media read that as he gone. Yeah. Because yep. <laughs> he's so Julian has been repping almost exclusively with the threes and fours and has been worse, or I, I shouldn't say worse, less effective than Levi Anzarike has been against the same talent. There's yeah. just nothing there. <laughs> it's time for him to show, and it just He's not better than than Pascal or his older brother or Charles Harris or Hutchinson or James Houston. Um, how many more guys do we need to list? He's, he's not looking any better than Zach Morton, um, who hasn't been practicing, but Trevor Nowoski, uh, UDFA from Saginaw Valley State, has taken some reps at that position and has been more effective than J- Julian has no plan. He's He's running as fast as he can into a waiting blocker as a pass rusher every time. And his run defense is atrocious. Like it hasn't gotten better. Yeah. And that's it. It is what it is, but uh, he, he's a very easy projected cut from players who have been on the team and won't be further. He's a very easy one to mention in that, in that context. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our next topic. Are you okay with that Riz? We got winners, yeah. we got losers, and we got another week coming. Yeah. We got, oh, I'll talk about it in a minute. I can't, there's so much to talk about. The injury demon rises. Um, and I want to talk about this. You know, it's, it's it, look, it's whatever. It can, it can make jokes. But Riz is his short that he did this week on Shane Zilstra. I don't know if you've seen it, but I the second, I mean, we were one of the first people to have it out, whatever. But, um. Go watch it if you haven't seen it, because as I was getting that posted and editing it, you know, you, you see Riz and I, we talk about injuries, you know, 
this one hit different. You could tell in Riz there was a little bit of like shock at, at what he saw and heard and everything there. And Zilstra, you know, look, he's not the number one guy. I get it. But he was a guy that was easy to root for, that had some really good plays, looked like he was flashing, you know, was gonna was gonna have an opportunity to, to contribute in some way at some point to this team. And um the injury was just just absolutely a gut punch. It was it was so one of the reasons that it was so impactful was that it happened right in front of us. Um and that was so we there was a group of us standing in the the field in the end zone. We were right behind the goalpost, like the middle of the goalpost. And it happened in the front corner of the end zone, just to our right. So it's like 15 yards away, maybe. We heard it. We saw it. We heard him scream, like scream. And okay, that, okay, that happens. Like, okay, and, and then you realize maybe you're okay. And then the trainers got out there really quickly. And then they did something where they moved his leg again, and he screamed again. And that's when we're like, oh, shit. Like awful, just awful, and it's it, it it's it sucks to have to cover that. It really does because that guy he has he has overachieved to be where he's at as a third year NFL player, and now his season's over. And you don't know, like I don't know the extent of the injury, but it it looked like. It looked like Khalil Dorsey, if he didn't hit his knee, it was like just below the knee, like the top of the yeah. shin. And you God, wonder if they're like, like, like and, and it was, it was, it was high speed impact, man. And so one of the things that's come out of it is, was it a dirty play? I've been asked that a few times. I don't. Was there malice is really the question. No, right? there was, there was not, there was not malice. And that's but the there's thing. some con, there's some context that needs to be said though. Earlier in drills, Dorsey had a chance to make a play on a ball where it was um, Maurice Alexander was running a seam route in the in the in the same seven on seven drill. It was actually like the first or second rep, second team, and he didn't. And one of the coaches, and I don't know who it was, yelled out at him, "That's where you make a bleeping play." And he's he's like, "Yeah." So th- it was like this was like four or five reps later for him. And he went and he made a play. And it was a terribly stupid decision to go low on a guy who was just coming down. It was not a good throw. The throw was too high. From, from I think it was Adrian Martinez that threw it. Might have been Sudfeld. I, I, doesn't matter. It, it, it was close to a hospital ball, and it wound up putting him in the hospital. And that's why they're called that, and that's why you don't want them thrown. But also in training camp, you do not dive at your teammates' legs. Like, just don't do it, man. And it, I, I don't think it's just, I think it was stupid. And yeah. I hope that there are repercussions for that. Now, Dors, Dorsey's a fringe. Like, if you do the, my, my good friend Eric Schlitt at Pride of Detroit does the roster stack. I'm going to, I haven't looked at it, but I'm going to guess that Dorsey is somewhere in the 70s on the, on the roster stack. And uh, that's not going to help him get up above 53. We're going to start doing a roster stack too, I think. Um, <laughs> takes a lot of time. I defer to Eric. You just, I guess you just don't have to do it nearly as good, and it's good enough. 
Um, yeah, no, the, the, the injury thing is absolutely terrible. It's, it's absolutely. And then Zilstra's thing again, such a likable guy and it's just, yeah. And he, he was in legitimate competition to make the team. Mm -hmm. Didn't know if he was going to, but he would have been around. I tell you what, in in those red zone drills, both in minicamp and even last year, he was really good in the red zone. Like he had a niche and he catch like three touchdowns one game he did. yeah he did yeah he did he would have been around he's um yeah and so like he and james mitchell are sort of jockeying for that spot and brock right too and zilstra was different than them and i'm not sure that Jill or brock Wright can replace what he did in the red zone packages and he was also in on special teams a lot so it is okay it's not a big loss it's not sam laporta but it's it's a loss and it was yeah. preventable and that sucks i yep. hate that yep. hate it all right, this look injury is inevitable. Unfortunately, it happens to everybody in the NFL. And this is, you know, it's not just preseason it happens during the season. It's just, it's, it's, it, it seems look, random. Look what happened it's to Joe Burrow? A mess. Joe Burrow's out and for, he could, he could realistically miss week one on a non-contact injury where he's rolling out. It's like Jalen Ramsey gone that, probably for the year. Like it happens. It's it's a thing that happens. It's it's basically random, and it sucks. Yeah. Now, oh, the thing Hines about got it that's the most important jet part speed. is that it's not <laughs> somebody like Jared Goff. CJGJ was a scary one. Um, you know, Decker would yeah. be a terrifying one. So look, when yes. these things happen, I hate to say that you that you you're glad it's somebody else because you're not really glad it's anybody, but they're going to happen. You really, really, I just can hope. I hate to say it because these guys are hard, work just as hard, but somebody from the bottom of the roster that's not as impactful when the number comes up that somebody's going to be there. I just it just stinks because look, if it's golf, if that, if it's golf right now and it's like what happened to Zilstra, your season's over. You're not signing anybody to carry this team. It's done. The season is over. All the hopes, dreams, and 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 everything that people are looking at right now just aren't going to happen. I don't know how quick you can get Hendon Hooker out there. And look, I I, I wouldn't have high expectations in Kansas City anymore. But three games, four games in, maybe he could be. Maybe he could be like some kind of prodigy. 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 <laughs> um, Prodigy. I, I really like the, like the idea of, of Hendon sick, sitting for a year and learning and growing. It's something that doesn't get to happen in the NFL anymore. And you've seen it happen with a lot. Happen with Aaron Rodgers. You see it happen. A lot of good quarterbacks come from that. I think it's an opportunity. I think he's a guy that could really benefit from something like that. But um, it happens. It's here. I hate that it happens to anybody. Um and we're just we'll just move on, but we just we just want these guys to say say okay, and let's not uh, let's not see any of that. Uh, Laporta, no news on why he left practice. Riz has been going up and down the sidelines, offering all kinds not, of favors. Not one out. of us, not one of us in the media saw him leave. We don't know. We do, We did not see anything. He did not come up lame on any plays or whatever. We don't know why he left, and they nobody was there today. So. Yeah. We're, we'll, we will hopefully find out tomorrow. I will tell you that that's probably going to be the first question that Dan Campbell gets asked at his press conference at 8 a.m. If it's not, it's because he talked about it before we asked the questions. Yep. 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 All right. Um, let's get to the next one. 
Get your fix. Get your ticks. Training camp party coming up August 5th. How about that? Um, this Saturday, it's time. A couple tickets left. Your chance today's, to come down. Today's August 1st, folks. I want to put the urgency on you here. You've got four days before you can be sitting, like, what's, what's four days? Nin- 96 hours from now. You could be sitting with Chris and I and Ash and all kinds of really freaking cool people. Dan Miller. Dan Miller will be there. Dan Dan asked me the other day what you should wear. I told him, whatever you want, buddy. You look great. <laughs> Favors from Riz right there. Yeah, no, he, he, he's Dan Miller will be there. He's he's fantastic. You guys all know that, right? Um, Dan will be there. Um, Riz, me, Ash. We're going to a couple surprises. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. There's door prizes. Your ticket covers your dinner. Your all the soft drinks you can drink, you know, the, the appetizer salads, all that whole, whole thing in the room in, in the show. There's just no profit. This is all for fun. This is all for the folks that come and to hang out. We do a live show and then we hang out to till the, the, the place closes, which is 2 a.m. Or they keep us out. Yeah. Um, party.detroitlionspodcast.com. Party.detroitlionspodcast.com. Get in there and uh, get your tickets now. We appreciate anyone who does that and joins us. We are loving it and, and love to enjoy uh, everybody's company. Say hi and have a good time. It is really uh, a lot of fun out there. So uh, head on down. Party.detroitlionspodcast.com. Join us for the best training camp party and listener appreciation event you'll ever take part in. All right. Uh, Bischoff is still with us. He's he's working on some stuff um, and I believe he'll be there. Uh, not 100% sure. We, we, we we're working on something else with, uh, I hope with so. Scott. I miss Scott. Scott. I haven't seen, I haven't seen I Scott in a little while. I know. I haven't we all haven't seen Scott. Life. We need more Scott. We need more Scott Bischoff in life. Bish, if you're watching. Oh, man. Yeah. We love you. Need the Bish love. All right. We're going to roll into the next topic. We got a we new segment called Aaron's Answers. <laughs> Aaron's Answers is our new segment. Uh, oh. Aaron Glenn, he has answers every time you talk to him and you, you hear him in the media. And the question this time is, what does a rep mean? Like, hey, Riz is out there with the number ones. He's on the field covering the number ones. Is he top shelf media? Yes. One day, Riz was only covering the second field, and nobody else was over there. Was Riz and relegated to the number That's two? True. Is he no longer going to be the, 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 the managing editor for the for Lions Wire? Is he going to be falling out of favor at Draft Wire? What hap- What do reps mean, and do they matter, Riz? Tell us, tell us a story. So AG was coming at it because he was asked the question, Brian Branch getting some getting some question getting some reps with the ones. And he went off. And I, I actually still have his quote sheet up. So I'm gonna read this because I wanna I want you to hear it in his voice and pretend I'm Aaron Glenn. <laughs> well, here's the funny thing. Like him. Okay, I got it. I'm in there. Yes, I do. Um by the way, his coordination with the gray in his hair and his beard and the gray shirt. He's a like, gorgeous man, dude. He's a gorgeous it's, man. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's really sweet. It looks great in person. I don't know yeah. how it comes across like here. It looks no. really, really good in person. He's, he's a very, gorgeous. very good looking man. Yes, uh, he is. Uh, I'm, I'm impressed by Aaron Glenn as All a, right. as so a football man this. and a gorgeous man. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing that's funny to me is we hear all the writing that's going on about all you guys, and he's pointing at us um, indiscriminately, getting refs with the ones. And just like you said, Branch getting refs with the ones. Listen, guys, listen. We're going to play guys with different in different packages. We're going to play the guys with the ones. We're going to play guys with the twos because you don't want guys going against the same guys every time. I said guys a lot. <laughs> All right. So don't get caught up in where guys are at. Guys. That's been my philosophy for the longest. I learned that from Bill Parcells back in the day, and we're going to continue to do that. You see that with the offense also. I mean, Dan 
is a product of Coach Parcells also. So those are things that we do. We don't just pick guys in one spot and let just let them play. So please don't get caught up in all that. Guys. He revisited that last phrase three other times in the press conference. <laughs> don't get caught up in that, guys. It's, right. <laughs> and so this actually led to a great, like, spontaneous and somewhat in-depth conversation amongst us in the media as we walked out and as we took our places and as the guys are stretching, we're talking about, you know, we, we sort of looked in the mirror with it um, collectively. Like, how are we, like, are we, are we contextualizing the reps? Like, are we saying, Oh, he's running with the ones, therefore he's a starter. Like, I don't, I don't think anybody's really doing that. I think it's much more of, okay, they're giving him a chance to see what he can do with the ones or, like in this particular package, Rodrigo is playing with the first team linebackers, even though he's normally a second team linebacker. And I, I think that we collectively as the Lions media do a pretty good job of disseminating that. I really do. Uh, I try. I know, I know Schlitt tries. I know Rogers tries. I know Dave tries. I know, I know the guys at the athletic try. I know Ben Raven's very fastidious about that because he was one of the guys who was involved in, in sort of spearheaded the conversation there. Um, Nolan Biaki was also involved in that. And he's like, yeah, we, but it was just AG sort of admonishing us. And it wasn't, he wasn't mad. Like he was just getting his point across. And I think that we might have need some people more than others needed that little kick in the butt, like rem, to remind you that, okay, yeah, Branch is getting the ones with, with this group. Doesn't mean he's starting. Doesn't mean he's penciled in to be starting. They're they're trying to see where guys fit with who. Look, look, it is still an incredibly young defense. The oldest guy in the defense is Christian Covington. He's twenty nine. They are young, mm-hmm. and I think they're seeing all these new pieces. They're seeing who fits well with who. You know, there's there's chemistry things that go on. See it more in basketball. Like your best five players might not be your best five on the floor. Like maybe your three and your five don't get along or don't just don't mesh well together. Maybe your seventh best player plays better and makes the unit better than if you had your fifth or your sixth best. Like that's what they're trying to do. That's what that's what we all interpreted AG as saying. And I feel pretty comfortable and confident in our assertion that that's what he was talking about. This leads me right into our next topic. Uh, Do you mind if I just roll with it? No, go ahead. Okay. Because this is, this is great. Jared Goff, my how the turntables. Um, if you want to talk, at some point about I'm going to watch an episode of The Office because I never have. <laughs> if you really want to, the word "goffle" was in everybody's phraseology back in year one, and if you look around, Jared Goff had no one to throw to. Cephas. Guy that sounded like you needed penicillin injection if you had him around you. Um, Cephas was one of his top receivers. And actually, if Cephas was on the field, Goff was highly productive. If he wasn't, things went south. Now, Jared Goff is looking pretty good. Last year, Jared Goff, no interceptions in ages, right? What's the difference in Jared Goff? He's played a little more, but he was he was washed up. Remember, McVeigh told you he was a piece of crap. Everyone told you he couldn't do anything. He was terrible. Look what he did that whole first year with that players. He could he couldn't do crap. 
And then what happened? He was terrible. Why well, well, terrible? Terrible well, Strowman. He, he was not good. He was not but, good. But he was not good. But just like what? And this is There's this is where but. people's evaluations. This have is trouble. a good but because just like Aaron like Glenn just high, said, but. when you put somebody else in who might be a two in with the ones, they may suddenly look like a one, or somebody who's a one suddenly plays with the twos, they might look like a three. And when Jared Goff was surrounded by threes or worse, <laughs> he didn't perform. <gasps> Surprise. Right. That's why they're doing the plug and play of different people, because there's no better way to see what the talent level of these guys truly is than to take them with different levels of talent around them, because then you understand what they actually bring, how they improve the people around them, how they're improved by the people around them and vice versa. And this is where the Jared Goff thing is with me. You surround him with weapons. You surround him with an offense. All of a sudden, guy's not so bad. Guy's pretty good. There's a lot of people say we can go to the Super Bowl. (laughs) We can go to the Super Bowl. Two years ago, it was fire Goff. Get rid of him. Oh, my God. Burn it all down. This is terrible. We got hosed. We took Goff. We we got an extra pick to take Goff. People made that accusation. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. You're going to start singing gasoline for my prevail. Oh, my God. I could. (laughs) Ken Button. Goff Goff stood toe-to-toe with Mahomes in the best game I've ever seen, and his Rams won. Goff was a gunner in that game. And that was one of the most fantastic NFL NFL games offensively that I think I've ever seen. There's a lot of talent in Jared Goff. He just needs talent around him. I think back to Matthew Stafford and Chris Durham was. Did you know they were roommates in college? Chris Durham was his guy. His guy behind Calvin. Calvin got hurt, and Matthew Stafford was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. It was not pretty. It wasn't that Matthew Stafford got worse. (laughs) Good players need to be surrounded by good players. It's the way it is. It's the way it is. Kind of like Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco went to a Super Bowl with a fantastic Ravens team. When he went to the Jets and they were terrible, guess what? He sucked ass. Yeah. I, I don't think Tom Brady would have done well there. I don't think Aaron Rodgers would have done that. Unfortunately, Darren Rodgers has a better team now. They might, but They might have done a little better. Yeah. Like, So I, I'll. the only thing well, that yeah, I'll say is that. They are definitely better at their Goff, position. But <laughs> Yeah. Like, Goff, Goff is right on that line for me mm-hmm. of being a guy who can, like, be like he needs the good talent around him. I don't think there's any question about that, but is he a guy that can also like make marginal, like if he had to play with a lot of twos, can he make them close enough facsimiles of a one to raise the team up? I I don't know. Like there are times he can, and there are times when I think he can't. And I I think the proof's going to be in the pudding on that. I think that's why they haven't given him an extension yet. Quite frankly, just my guess. I don't know that. Just my guess. I think they want to see that. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if he did that because he's, he's in a good spot, man. He, he and Ben Johnson together are significantly better than the two of them apart. Yeah. hundred percent. A hundred percent. So anyway, that's that. Just, just, just kind of being observant, yeah. right? You know how I am. I like to, I like to observe. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I wasn't Goff always is, out. Uh... On, I wasn't out on golf, and when everybody was, I was like, I just think there's more to this guy. I really, really do. I really do. I think. I think as we look back, that twenty twenty one team. I don't think we realized at the time how awful the yep. skill position personnel was. Yep. 
And that's why I think Aaron Glenn was saying what he was saying, because I think people are looking past players and, and, and really worried about where they're, where they are as far as where they're taking reps with what team and not recognizing what kind of talent they have based on, cause they're, they're playing around other people. Right. And the coaches right. are absolute. Right. I mean, they've done this their whole life. For a living, they get paid a lot of money to do this. They might know a thing or two a little bit more than most of us. Um, they're the ones that are doing that evaluation of figuring that out. So um, it's our job to criticize, right? Not to create. Their job to create, and they've created something pretty good. I uh, I, I appreciate yeah. what they're doing. So here we are. Uh, what else was that? I think that was that on that one. Um, you ready for another? Yeah, I think, I think I think we're good there. We're okay. good there. Yeah. Um. Oh. <gasps> Do you want to read that one, Riz? Hank Fraley joins the show soon. <sighs> Frank Haley. Oh, no, no, it's not the offseason anymore. He's Hank Fraley again. He's only Frank he Haley Hank when Fraley. it's the offseason and he's in, in his non-Superman mode. Now he's Hank Fraley. He's in the full costume. And uh, we'll have him on the show. He's coming in for an uh, interview. You guys are going to love it. My he's first question for Hank, spoiler alert, how can you wear all those freaking clothes on the hottest day of the year? He's out there wearing, he's wearing a black long sleeve, like thermal long sleeve with a black, like, um, over top on it and, and full black pants or like, I think they were great pants, but like full length, like, dude, like I'm schwitzing over here. Like, how are you doing this? He's a machine, buddy. He's a machine. He wears that every day, though. I'm I'm not sure I've ever seen Hank in shorts. (laughs) I have. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, he's he's he'll be on the show. He's great. We have a lot to talk about. Hank's tanks out there. Uh, actually, uh, got a, a shirt that's going to go up for St. Jude auction. It's got every single one of the, the, the starting five offensive linemen and Hank Fraley's signature on it. Uh, that'll be out there. It's going to be really, really sweet. Going to have a lot of fun. Uh, yes, we had Broderick Martin. If you missed that, that is a heck of an interview. Broderick, I, I say it every time we talk about it, but it really, really hit me. Uh, Broderick, when he answers, you know, what do you want to say to the fans at the end of that interview? His answer just gave me goosebumps, Great. man. He's, you know, he he's everything he's a good dude everything in his soul man yeah. everything in his soul's here and soul. if you're if you're still brave enough to be on twitter or x or whatever the hell they're calling it i tweeted a picture or a video of isaiah bugs helping broderick martin work after practice yeah. uh yesterday it was really cool to see that was uh that was special yep. um seeing bugs Bringing along and teaching a guy who is ostensibly going to take his job sooner than later. And he did it because he's a good dude. That That is, Chris, you talk about all the time. That's that's what cloth this team is cut from. Yep. That was special to me. And I'm glad that it got such a warm reception. Made yep. me happy. I have to, I'm going to amend something from last week. I thought about it a little bit. And your offense don't get none, hun, because we got bugs, son. I love bugs. I, I have to go back. I love bugs. Oh my god, he's Florida thing. He's a I, great guy. He is another another genuinely good human being. Yep. Aside from being a pretty good football player, and he, the Steelers could not figure out what to do with him. He he. 
I, I got to find the shot from last year. He left the field. His shoulder pads were so, he's so big. His shoulder pads looked like knee pads on most people, right? I mean, on his shoulders, yes. they just stuck yes. out. His shoulders are bigger. Crazy. Just crazy. My man is, is a big boy and I love him. He's, he's, he's fun to watch. He's, he's, I, I love bugs right. and I cannot deny. <laughs> I'm going to throw a little curve in here. I'm going to do something. Um, Cause I'm not allowed to write. We are not allowed to use anonymous sources. And I was told that I could by the person who sent me this, that I cannot use his name as providing it to me, but I'm going to read this. It's about Mike Tomlin and Jack Campbell. Oh, I sent you this. Um, Just joking. <laughs> Circular reporting. You. <laughs> Circular reporting. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, so this is Campbell. This is Tomlin on a somewhat private call um, with um, some media members and also some high-rolling season ticket holders from the Steelers. Said. And this is this is how I'm going to read this exactly what was sent to me um, as a Twitter DM on Jack Campbell LB from Iowa quote I never saw anything like it no one on the team said anything without checking Campbell's reaction no one ate until he ate total alpha then he was asked to follow up were you surprised he was drafted in the first round Tomlin's quote absolutely not he's the complete leader and tough guy now can he cover running backs on third down that's the question but I'm not betting against him <laughs> some love from Mike Tomlin. For uh, Jack I Campbell. And I, again, I have to do that anonymously because uh, USA Today actually has standards. I try to follow them. I like my job. I don't want to get fired. Um, where We are not allowed to do anonymous sourcing. We are allowed to quote anonymous sources as quoted by other people, but we are not allowed to do. Um, like. Well, that's, so why that's why I your do site doesn't get shut down for putting vines up. <laughs> that's true. That's why when in the draft time, I can say, I believe the Lions are really high on player X, and I know they are. Or I can say, I know that the Lions are not interested in Jalen Carter, and I did know that. But I can't tell you why, (laughs) because I would lose my, I would literally lose my job, and I like getting paid. I like eating. I like driving. I like, I like doing these things and I couldn't do that without that. So that's, there are times when I, as an author, editor, analyst, have to ask you to read between some lines and I try to make it pretty clear. Chris, you know this, long time people who follow me for a long time know this. You probably have figured out when I'm saying that or when I'm just offering an opinion. And I try to make that pretty clear. And there are times when you like, like that, that's, that's why unlike the one <laughs> like I get, I get a nugget like that and I can't write it. I, I, I absolutely cannot write that. Unlike the but other can, beat writer, here. the other beat writer who doesn't wash his hands, who writes between the lines. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, Cedar bowl. You learned so much. Um, okay. Folks, really quick, I got to give a shout out to Pat D. Pat D, thank you, my friend. I really appreciate you. Uh, $50, super chat. That's kind. Super, super kind. What an off season. Such an exciting time. Y'all are the best. Here's a beer in y'all's honor. Pat D, thank you very, 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 very much for that super chat. That was super kind of you, man. You're the best. All right. (laughs) Um, Okay. I think we have hit the point where we talk about 
the show closed, Riz. It's it's a little after ten. People have to work tomorrow. I have to hop a plane. (laughs) (laughs) You're not as wiped out as you are in the St. Jude show, so that's good for us. Uh, Remember, folks. Don't forget about this. So the 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 Lions practice early, and I love that. By the way, Saturday's practice ten ten gates. I think open at nine forty five or ten. Dan talks at ten, and then practices at ten thirty. Yep. They practiced at eight to eight thirty every day. I like it because I'm up by five thirty. Um, I'm usually cooler. in bed by it's 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 ten fifteen Eastern right now. I'm usually in bed by now, and I probably look like it. <laughs> I, I enjoy the early times, and it's great that you get done before the heat of the day really kicks in. Except yeah. on Friday, it was it was so yeah. sweaty. Really thought I was in Houston again. I really did. <laughs> Remember, don't forget about us on Patreon, and don't forget about the party party podcast.com. We'll see you there after training camp. Six thirty doors. Uh, on on August fifth at the the training camp party at Uptown Girl and Commerce Township. Uh, don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. It is the place where you get access to the Slack chat, the secret super society, secret society of the most intelligent Lions chatters on the internet. Um all kinds of I mean, all kinds of sports home improvement of course lions talk tons and tons of good stuff good people five dollars a month if you donate five dollars a month via patreon you'll get access to the slack and hang out with some of the coolest people you'll ever meet uh also follow us on twitter at det lions podcast det lions podcast and you'll see us pants free i guess it's, not, it's twitter or x i don't know you know oh geez here whatever the threads thing i don't know it seems <laughs> It's there. We're Detroit Lions podcast there. It's, 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 it is what it is. Um, give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions podcast, or call us on the Lions line at 248-782-8384, 248-782-8384, also 248-RUB-U-FUG. RUB-U-FUG. That's the magic. Uh, be sure to go to Detroit Lions podcast, subscribe to the podcast, because we do Riz's favorite thing, which is... I get to come into your ear holes automatically. (laughs) Right. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, it's live. It's this Saturday. It's at the Uptown Grill. It's party.detroitlionspodcast.com. Be there. Be square. If you can't, if you're too far away, whatever, join us. It'll be live. It'll be a good time. I guarantee you don't want to miss it. Uh, No pants, no toasters, no hot tubs. No problems. Because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.